Tonight, we've had a few tragedies. A lot of people got hurt. And if nobody ever told you before, therapy is necessary. And obviously, these people on 911 don't know. So we're going to get into that when we come back. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 911 After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight, we are talking Season 3, Episode 8, Male Functions. Y'all already know that 911, they tend to live up to their titles, okay? And remember what I just said in the intro. A lot of these people need therapy and some of their male functions. They don't even know that it works obviously but we're gonna get into all of that we're gonna get into bobby and his uh things that he has going on eddie and his fight scene him and her malfunctions and issues not only that we're gonna bring you a wonderful queen bassett moment and close out the show but before we do any of that i'm your host portia carter and tonight it's me and you again (laughs) so it has just been me and you before so here we are We're going to do it again tonight. So let's jump right into it. So first on the list is Eddie. So Eddie tonight had a lot going on. And, you know, I had to, like, take very thorough notes because this man, I don't know. Like, Lena basically told him that he needed to go talk to someone, and he don't think he do. Like, obviously, he is in denial about all of his issues that he has bottled up in him. But he is taking his frustrations out on everybody that he fights, that he fights. So, if y'all don't know, um, last episode, no, I'm sorry, about two episodes ago, uh, Lena just so happened to introduce Eddie to this street fighting thing. So he done took it to some other levels. Now he doing kickboxing, some other stuff. I don't know what this is, but I remember the guy calling it undercard. And he told Eddie, like, I'm going to list you in undercard if you, you know, willing to blow off some steam on Friday. And Eddie was just like, okay, tag me in finally. So he's winning every single fight. You know, he, he, he has a few bruises here and there. But when this man, when Eddie gets in the ring, it's like, no, he's no match for nobody. He's knocking people out. And tonight he went a little bit overboard because this fool knocked somebody's nose bones into their brain. Like, I don't know if you can just imagine what that would feel like to have your nose knocked into your brain. It's crazy. It's crazy, but it happened and Eddie did it. Eddie did it. And you know what? When Lena showed up and asked him why he did it, this man gonna say because it was tap out or knockout. That's the only response you give for something you did. Now, this man saw what was happening to poor little homeboy that he was fighting. He already knew. And so I'm thinking that he would at least show a little bit of mercy and let the man, you know, get up or something because he was having a hard time already after the first couple hits. Eddie was knocking him clean out. And I remember when he first um, talked to the guy and the guy was like, you know, tap out or knockout works both ways. I'm thinking when he told that to Eddie, this was just my prediction in my head, that when he told that to Eddie, that Eddie was going to be the one getting knocked out or tapping out on the next fight. But lo and behold, 
he took tap out and knock out to the extreme. And he not only knocked the man out, he dang near killed him. Dang near killed the man. And so everybody had to flee the scene because obviously what they were doing, this little fight undercard thing that they were on was very illegal. They didn't have no means to doing so, no legal contract stating that they were supposed to be in there or else everybody wouldn't have run like that. But when it happened, the guy was telling Eddie, don't call 911. But Eddie will know that. He like, no, I need to call 911 because this man is going to die. He lo- He actually helped him. <laughs> so that's why it was so funny when Lena, you know, rolled up on him and was like, so are you the one who knocked him out or are you the one who helped him? And he did both. He knocked him out and he helped him. So here we are. But he actually helped him. And if it wasn't for him pulling out um, pieces of his nose out this man's throat, the man would have choked and died on his blood and all types of stuff. Like it was just wrong. It was just really wrong. And it was it was bad. So um, Lena tells him that, you know, when it comes to tap out or knock out, I guess she tried to make him understand this, that it, the man was too weak to even put his hands up to protect himself. So obviously that's a win. And he should have just left it alone right there, but he did not. He went in for the kill shot. And so the kill shot then got the boy in trouble. Okay. Because guess who saw him? Captain Cooper. And I don't know if y'all remember Captain Cooper, but Captain Cooper was the one who got his arm stuck under a car during the whole uh, tsunami episodes, like at the beginning of the season. And Athena had to cut this man's arm off. So I don't know if y'all remember him, but yeah. So Captain Cooper walking around with the uh, metal arm. He's back on the field. And I guess that's why Lena done left uh, the 118 is back with her 136 team. So that's how that go. But Captain Cooper saw Eddie and remembered him from the tsunami and he went back and told Captain Nash and y'all know Bobby ain't about to play with Eddie okay y'all already know he ain't about to play with him he about to get down to the the nitty gritty and nip all of that in the butt and so they sit down and they have a conversation and I'm telling y'all conversations help okay they really do so they sit down and have a conversation and eddie just lets it be known that the reason why he has to blow so much steam is because of all the losses he's experienced and the loss that he experienced with his ex-wife who it just so happens to be um not just so happened but who's also christopher's mother that loss was a double loss like it wasn't it wasn't just his his wife dying it was a loss in the relationship, her serving the divorce papers the night before and then the next day dying. So he feels like right now that he's not enough. He's not enough as a man. He's not enough as a father. He tried to protect Christopher from his mother, you know, coming back into his life and then leaving him again. And she granted she did leave him again, but this time it was death. So it's an exceptional leave. Like, you know, it, it would, it wouldn't have happened in the, any other way. So He's real bogged down about it, and he doesn't know how to pick himself up. And I promise you, I think the man needs therapy or something because he cannot be around here knocking people out. And nobody know what he's doing. Well, Captain Nash now. And then, come to find out, he gonna get mad at Lena because he thought she was the one who went and told Bobby, but she was the one who came and smoothed it over to make it seem like it was okay, let her know everything that she had played a part in it, you know, with the introducing him to the fights and how that gradually turned into what it is now. And so, you know, 
she walk up on him and they have this like little, you know, argument. And then she's basically like, what's my cat name? He like, I don't know. She like, right, because I don't got a cat and you're not my friend. End of story. So now Eddie ain't got no friends. I mean, he could tell Buck what's going on, but Buck got his own issues. He out here trying to stay today for everybody, but he, lo and behold, got his own issues. We already know how that work out, okay? Yeah, it's just a lot. So <clears throat> we just trying to reel Eddie on back in before, you know, he be out here like some other people who shall remain nameless until we get to that point because we're going to get to that point. I'm trying to tell y'all, y'all already know this episode was jam-packed with stuff. So before we go into the next topic, I just want to let y'all know that here at AfterBuzz TV, we are here to serve you with all types of TV, all types of genres that you like. We not only have this uh, AfterBuzz TV dramas, we got fantasy and sci-fi and heroes. We have crime. We have reality TV. We have so much more to offer you. So if you like this after show, make sure you give it a thumbs up and make sure you subscribe. And not only that, go to our other channels, okay? Check them out. Subscribe to those. Be a part of those. And if you are listening for... um. If you are listening on um, iTunes podcast, which however you get your podcast, make sure you give us a five-star rating because we appreciate you so much, okay? And we're here to serve you. Like, if you ever needed to have a debrief about any TV show that you watch, because if you like me and you a real invested fan, I got to talk about it after. Like, I really, when I watch TV, especially with my friends, we have, to, like, we be pausing in between the episodes because we have to sit down and have real conversations. Like, what just took place here? Or how did we get here? So if you one of those people, we are here to serve you, okay? That's what it's all about. You can join us in the chat. You can join us in the comments. Let us know if you like this, how you feel about it, because we're here to serve you. And for those of you who are already doing it, thank you for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. We love you. Yes. So, speaking of love, Bobby um, actually loves figure skating. And we didn't know. We had no idea. So, a lot of these rescues this episode were really weird. And we're going to go down the line of the rescues. But first and foremost, the first rescue was these ice skaters. This is supposed to be, I guess, Disney on ice. I don't know what it's supposed to be. Give me just a second. I don't know if this was supposed to be Disney on ice or what it was supposed to be. However, these people skating and some, I guess a piece of sequin fell off onto the ice. And then there's a couple and their story, even though they was like arguing a lot, their, their ending, you know, speech was really cute. So this couple, they're fighting and everything. And then everybody get on on the ice and it's just a chain reaction. Somebody slipped on or somebody skated on the sequin and his boot went haywire or however that works. And it was just a pile up of skaters going through it okay somebody lost all their fingers somebody you know got i guess dismembered in their arms like it was just a lot going on and then the couple that was fighting the girl just so happened to get her skate stuck in her boyfriend's chest so here we are these people together forever at this point they can't even break apart i was just like oh my goodness what is going on here it was a lot y'all for me and it was real gross okay like i'm i don't 
don't even know why I watch this show so much. Well, I love it. I love this show. But I'm real squimmish to be watching all this gruesome stuff that happens sometimes. And this was real tough. So they sit there and they have this conversation of while her shoe is stuck in his, well, her ice skate blade is stuck in his chest. And he basically tell her, like, I had to break up with you because I knew you was about to turn uh, Disney down or DreamWorks, whatever uh, company was trying to hire her down. She was trying to stay for him. He wanted her to go. So it was just like a a win-lose situation. Like, I think it, they were made for each other. And in that moment, Bobby started walking around looking for the issue. And come to find out, he knew exactly what it was. And he literally said that um, sequence is a danger to figure skating or something he said i believe i wrote it down but anyway so when he said that everybody look at him and they like bobby how you know this the boy well not the boy bobby when he was a boy did figure skating and so the team went and found a picture of it and they blew it up put it out a poster and that was like the laugh of the whole episode. That was the only high moment to know that Bobby used to um, figure skate and they had this picture of it. That was like a beautiful moment. And then we seen like even in that moment, we seen um, Athena come and cook for the team because, you know, they be having these family dinners that I wish I could be a part of. I know y'all wish I could be a part of them family dinners, too, because they be lit or it look like they be lit. It look like they be real good. So. You know, Bobby do his thing. But this time he had his wife come in and help him because Poe Athena, not Poe, but, you know, Athena is suspended for going to find the guy who killed her ex well, who killed her fiance who passed. So she suspended for that whole ordeal, even though she did a good deed. She found the man. She brought him in like everything was great. I feel like she should have got a reward for that and not a suspension. But here we are. She got suspended. So, um, yeah. And so while she's doing that, she's just trying to find things to do. And with her trying to find things to do, she just so happened to be there on call whenever Bobby needs her. And we're going to get into that in the Queen Bassett moment because your girl showed up. Okay. So... The next rescue just so happened to be, oh, and that was like the first malfunction. You know how they be tying it into the title. That was the first malfunction, a wardrobe malfunction for the ice skating. So then next, the rescue was a car. So y'all know how they got these like uh, driving themselves Teslas. I don't even know if the car was a Tesla. I didn't even see the symbol or anything like that. But the man... It's a man in the car, and the car is driving itself, and I guess he's talking to some OnStar type of person, or maybe on, oh no, he's on the phone with somebody. Yeah. I think he's on the phone with somebody. He just so happens to have a heart attack, or whatever happened to him while the car was driving itself, and it drove itself into a hospital. So when the 118 show up, they all Z-Way confused. They just like... How, especially, you know, him and Chim as being paramedics is like, how do they need us? Like, how does the hospital need us? And we're supposed to be the people who transport them to the hospital. It was a weird situation, but the car malfunctioned. And then here we have it. We got the doctor stuck behind the desk. All her ribs broken up. The fur, who, whoever was in the car, he all messed up. It was just a lot going on. And in that moment, we start to see like little different things with him leading up to her explosion at the end. So she wasn't really responsive to what was going on. And she had to step out and take a phone call. 
And Chim is just like, you know, what's going on with my friend? And in the midst of him trying to see what's going on with his friend, he, you know, decides to talk about it with Bobby, no, with Buck and Maddie. So y'all, this situation with Maddie, Buck, and Chim and their conversation, I thought it was real cute. It was like a nice way to learn a lesson for Maddie. It was a nice way to learn a lesson and also bring her brother in on the mess she done made. Cause he had, she had to let him know, look, I'm back in therapy. I done did something wrong. I done dang near stalked the girl. And you know, Buck was not happy with the news, but when she laid it out on them, like, you know, the lady, the girl felt like I was a crazy person trying to pry into her business that's what gave them, I guess, uh, a layoff of Hen type of thing because they were having this conversation because of Hen, trying to figure out what's going on with her, trying to understand, I guess, her issues at the moment. And they had no idea, you know, what to think about this. But since they were prying so hard and just in conversation amongst themselves, Maddie did let them know, like, all right, y'all, if y'all going to keep on prying into her business, okay, it's she probably gonna get a restraining order or, you know, y'all need to leave her alone. And so I just felt like that moment was like really eye opening, you know, a lesson for them. And then also opening for Maddie to be vulnerable with her brother and let him know what was up because he needed to know at the end of the day, like she out here tripping because somebody needs to help her. Chim can't be the only person because obviously he don't got full control over what's going on in her life and her issues. Everybody just got issues that they don't know what to do with it, okay? So they all just going through, okay? So for our next rescue, and this was actually, yeah, this was the last rescue. It was just a lot. So this construction worker not letting everybody go to the bathroom. So Amanda pee on the robot that they got taken. I guess the packages for him and the robot done attacked, attacked the man with the shelves, made all the shelves fall down on them in the boxes. We don't know how heavy these boxes was, but little poor boy was squished. And you know what? It's his fault for not just breaking the rules and going to the bathroom because I would have went to the bathroom. Like, how you going to tell me? That I can't go to the bathroom. As in, I feel like there are certain things as an employer that you should not take advantage of your staff. And I would know that because I work in HR. But however, Bobby was right, you know, when he was just like, you know what, OSHA going to have a field day with you. Because let me tell y'all something, that's against the law. That's against the law. And not only that, on top of a, a worker's comp that the boy could possibly get, he can definitely possibly uh, sue them as well for uh, mistreatment, okay? Because they was doing all type of illegal stuff. Treating treating employees like that is not okay. You're not supposed to regulate their restroom breaks. You're not supposed to tell them when and when they can't breathe, when they can't move. Like, No. Now, that right there is absolutely crazy. I don't know what this boss had in mind, but obviously he's about to get a rude awakening. So then here comes the hard part. When they take this man, because he all type of messed up, okay? So they take this man, Hen and Chim, and they put him in um, on a stretcher, and they put him in the fire truck. And while they're in the fire truck, the man start having more complications and issues. And so Chim tells him like, Hey, we need to actually get to the hospital as quick as possible. He and like, yeah, we going to make it no thing. But the chicken wing, she puts on the sirens. And when she puts on the sirens and drive across the light, 
there is a young woman who just so happened to not be paying attention to the fire um the fire truck sirens and she goes through the light as well and they smash into each other Han is all toe up about it. But before I get into the breakdown of everything that transpired with that, let's just back this on up. So the show starts out with everybody seeing how Han is all messed up. Now, then we go into like a briefing of why she's messed up. So her and Karen have this um, conversation because Karen has been in bed, I guess, for weeks after losing the six embryos that she had. And, you know, because trying to get pregnant from what I've seen, even with people in my family, trying to get pregnant for women is such an emotional time. It's such a vulnerable time. Like, you really are open to, to like, hope in that in that time. And when your hope is, like, let down, it's, you know, really hard to come back from. So I understand Karen's depression but then I also understand hens like, you know, get, let's get back on the road. But, however, you cannot go into let's get back on the road beast mode while you're malfunctioning in your emotions and have a lot of things going on in your heart that you haven't addressed. Because then at least the situation's like at the end what just happened. So they have this conversation and hen um tries to wake her up she doesn't want to get up to come eat so she wake up and she like dang well can i have a few more weeks or can i have a day for each embryo i can't be like you i can't just up and get over this i'm really going through it blase blase and then denny come in with a hot cup of tea he accidentally spills it on the bed and then she flames karen flames up at the boy and when she did that he walked back like, dang, you going to do my son like that? But she ain't even say all that because she don't know what kind of state Karen is in right now. But whatever it is, it's very detrimental to Hen's um, emotions as well. So they both like in this emotional state that Karen is so depressed. She don't know what to do with her life. And Hen, at any moment, she could break. And as we saw at the end, she did break. So, um... After Denny did that, Karen kind of came to her senses and realized, like, dang, I'm tripping. And she apologizes to Denny. Then they send him out, and she let him know, like, you know what, I'm going to finally come down to dinner with you. And so then Hannah, you know, grabs her hand, and she's just like, you know, we're going to get through this together. And I lost some, too. And then she was just like the idea of having a child. And, like, Karen kind of took aback at that. She like the idea. She like, idea? Okay, so the babies was just an idea to you. But she was like, no, those embryos, they was a part of me. They was a part of my body. They were, they were, they were me. Those were my kids that I lost. And so then she let go of Hen's hand and she goes back to sleep. That was like the weirdest. Okay, it wasn't weird. I understand their argument. But if I could just be completely honest, that was really uncomfortable for me to watch because it's like, Karen was so shut off to Hen that she had no understanding for Hen's understanding, if I could say that. Okay, maybe that don't make sense. But what I'm trying to say is she wasn't hearing Hen out. 
She flat out was not hearing her out. She was literally taking her side of things in the way that she feels and having a one-sided conversation. She didn't try to hear Hen out. She didn't try to understand what Hen is going through and how she feels with the way that she's portraying everything. Like, if you walking around with negative and depressing and sad energy, that affects everybody around you. So, obviously, Hen is affected by what you got going on. So, at least hear her out for at least a little bit for the most part, you know. But Karen wasn't trying to do that. So, I was a little bit uncomfortable. I I wanted them to have a reasonable discussion, you know, hearing out both parts and trying to figure it out together. But they did not have that discussion. And so, the only way for... Hand to have the discussion was with Athena and she sit down with Athena and she tells Athena like you know I want to be so mad at her but I just don't know if that's right or if I don't know if I should say that out loud and um Athena basically you know let her know like all right well you can come talk to me about it I got you if you need me I'm here for you like really just pouring her heart out to her and letting her know that she's not alone and basically letting her know that she needs to let that out even if you got to come and talk to me about it you have to let that out because if you're upset that this woman isn't cleaning up isn't cooking isn't doing anything is you know not picking up the child from school and leaving everything on you while she's grieving and going through then you're going to need an outlet too or else you're going to end up like eddie who out here knocking heads off they shoulders okay because that's exactly what he's doing but you know after hen and athena have that talk then her and chim kind of have a moment in the truck where, you know, he's basically like, you know, I want my old hen back. You know, where's the smile again? And even though hen's trying to come back and trying to be more of herself, it's still just like a breaking point that she has to get to, I guess. And I think that's why this whole thing, I guess, played out because I believe that Karen will never know the way she made Hen feel unless this happened. So Hen um, is driving, and when she hits the girl, Hen is hysterical at this moment. And this is jumping back to the ending scene. She's hysterical at this moment. She doesn't know what to do. And in, in this moment, she's trying to help. And Bobby telling her, like, no, it's protocol. And I guess the protocol was that if she's the driver, she can't help work on the patient. I don't know how that works with uh, LAFD. But he was like, you know, it's protocol. You got to step back. And so she's, you know, standing to the sidelines, crying from afar. And her whole team is trying to work on this girl. And nothing is happening. So... Y'all know how 911 be doing or how any TV show does for that matter. Whenever they give us a little bit of background about somebody who's in trouble, obviously something bad is about to happen to them. So I just knew the girl was going to die. Let me just say that. I just knew the girl was going to die when they took us back to her being with her grandmother. So it was like this scene where she's with her grandmother and there um, she's practicing I I think that was the cello she was playing. Cello, yeah. I think she was playing the cello. I think that's what that is. So she's playing her instrument, and she's just like, Grandma, I wish you can come see me play. I guess she's a soloist in an orchestra. Don't really know. But they didn't give us that much. But um, So they give us just enough background to kind of get to know her a little bit 
or just enough for our emotions to be triggered when the girl dies. And so that's how I knew she was going to die. And so when Hen trying to open up the door, she see that the girl name is Evelyn. And we know she's Evelyn because we saw her go and get the cup uh, at Starbucks too, or whatever coffee shop she walked into. So Hen is distraught. And I want to kind of tie in my Queen Bassett moment right here in this moment. So all hail to the queen who is absolutely amazing. And if you are listening for the first time, our Queen Bassett moment is where we take a moment in the episode and explain just how amazing a Queen Queen Athena is for that night. And Queen Athena Nash now, because she used to be so many last names, but here we are. She's at Nash now. Athena Nash is actually played by... Angela Bassett so we call it Queen Bassett moment and it's where we just talk about her highest points of the episode because she's just that amazing like she has all the wisdom in the world she has the most the the best leadership skills I've ever seen she's just such a powerful woman and especially a powerful woman in in law enforcement like it's it's just she makes me proud if I could just sum it up all in one word she makes me proud every single time I watch the show. So tonight's Queen Bassett moment is when um, Athena popped up on the scene. So they're working on the girl and I guess, well, well, I actually seen him. Bobby called Athena right when it happened because he like, he already know Hand about to go into a frenzy because he saw it building up like, like Bobby Nash is one of those parents that uh, see you doing dirt on the sideline, but don't address you until it all goes down. So that's what he did. He knew he saw it building up. And in that moment, when they found out that him was the driver of the crash, he, he automatically called Athena. So Athena shows up and the queen has got it all under control. Okay. Hen is losing every single piece of her mind she got. And Athena let her know, like, look, it's about to be an investigation going on. And everything you do from here on out is being watched. People might even pull their phones out. They're going to record you. And what you doing in this moment, you need to pull yourself together and act like you know that everything is going to be okay. She told her, like, when the LAFD and LAPD show up, you need to give them the facts. She said, don't talk about how you think. Don't talk about how you feel all facts and then she looked at her and was like can you handle that and in that moment when she asked her can you handle that the girl dies and Hen sees that the girl is dead because Buck, Eddie Chim they all stopped working on her and they have no hope and you can see the loss on Buck's face like he was the first person that they panned to when the girl died because he was just like oh my god I can't believe this is happening and so he breaks and Athena holds her in her arms like she is there for her to the end of days, like was not letting her hand go. So all hail to the queen for this moment. She came through. She, you know, was given wisdom, encouragement and being there for her in this tragic situation all in one. And that's why we just love Queen Athena so much. She's amazing. So I don't know how y'all feel about this moment in the episode, but for me, I feel like there's a lesson in it. 
And for me, um, that lesson is like the whole moral of the show was basically letting us know that if you are going through things in your life, if you're going through, you know, situations that are, you know, detrimental to your everyday actions, how you're acting and and how your energy is coming off or, you know, even if it's messing with your productivity, if you're going through things and you don't seek help or seek out someone to talk to about it, then you're ultimately going to malfunction. And we see that all throughout the episode, which is why I love that they titled this episode Malfunctions. Like, 911 always lives up to their name. I love it so much. But I say all that to say, we as people cannot do life on our own. I know we try, and especially for the introverts and the people who love to live in um, isolation or sol- or solitude. Like, I get it. You know, if you want to be by yourself, be by yourself. However, I feel like community is what heals and community is what maintains freedom. Um, we are we are set free, you know, by our faith. However, in order to stay free, we need accountability. And I feel like even though what we've seen in the episode, Han was open to Athena in a moment I feel like she probably should have let Chim in on it and then, you know, at least let her team in on most of it so that they could have held her accountable and so that she wouldn't even have been working because she wasn't supposed to be working under those conditions. And that just goes back to what I'm saying. Like, if you are going through things in your life and that is going to be harmful to your job or to your the people around you or or just any type of environment period where you you can't you can no longer function because of the things you're bogged down with on the inside then you have to seek help you have to talk to somebody like therapy is real and it works it will help you through there's counselors for every single thing that you could possibly be going through in life and you need to seek out those outlets so that you can talk to somebody and in hope in hopes to actually release some of that tension inside of you and to get those things out so that you can grow and heal and be better because if you don't get better then nobody around you get better and then we have situations that turn into catastrophes like what we saw on tonight it was tragic it was tragic so i don't know what's to come of it but um for my prediction I would say um, Hen is going to be in some trouble. Granted, the girl, I from from me looking on the outside, looking in, the girl wasn't paying attention. You know, she had just got off the phone with her mama, and she wasn't paying attention to the sirens. Like, it hit her real quick. Like, while she's rolling through, the sirens came on, and I feel like had she been, like, had a clear focus, she would have heard both the sirens and seen the truck and put her foot on the brakes as soon as possible. But it was like a look up, ooh, too late type of thing. And Hen don't see her because, first of all, the fire truck is super tall. Now, granted, Hen did turn the fire truck sirens on while they were going through a red light. So I don't know. I don't know. But I just feel like Hen is possibly going to be in some trouble. And she will definitely, if not get fired, but get suspended. 
And we have seen everybody except Eddie because he's so new. But we've seen every well, Chim ain't never been suspended, but he's been off on out on uh, a leave of absence a couple of times because we know Chim he don't stray away from getting hurt. But here we are. Um, so yeah, I think she's going to get suspended. And she's not going to know how to come back from this. But I do believe on the personal end of the spectrum, her and Karen will be able to come to grips with what's going on in their personal lives. And Karen is going to have an awakening that, you know, her, I guess, grievance and depression and not letting him in on it or not trying to do something about it is you know, a trigger for hand and that's something that they need to work out within their marriage. So yeah, it don't look too good. This was it's was this was so tragic that it don't even look too good for him. So we don't know what's to come, but we do know next week will be the mid season finale. So shout out to them for having a great half season thus far. They have been doing it big and really crazy. And they just keep getting even more big and crazy each time, which is why I love them so much. So um, I'll be seeing you guys next week for the mid-season finale. Until then, you can find me on all social media at Portia Carter. Thank you guys so much for watching. I'm out. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.